you with early edition Monday morning on Newstalk ZB. Well, in the corporate world, they call it avoiding death by a thousand cuts. It's a smart marketing strategy and one I think the government's currently employing. Get all your bad news out at once more crudely referred to in some sectors as flushing all the turds in one go. When Stephen Joyce wrote at the weekend about the wheels coming off this government, he wasn't wrong. Ramming through three waters, announcing a fanciful $15 billion light rail project, keeping Auckland locked down, butchering the MIQ messaging and changes, the wheels are well and truly off. And you'll note fronting all that bad news, of course, Chris or Grant, anyone but Jacinda. And that's the other strategy, of course, keep your most popular player away from the bad news. Save her for the good stuff. And here's where that play is smart. The good stuff is coming. Matthew Hooten was the latest of many cynics to forecast a loosening of restrictions and an opening up, albeit an abandonment of the ambitious vaccine target by November 29. He said we could mark December 1st as our Freedom Day. They won't call it that, of course, nor will they admit they're abandoning targets, but that's what'll happen. Kiwis will get home for Christmas, MIQ will be abandoned, targets will be gone. When my husband suggested this to me about a week ago, I told him he was overestimating this abundance of caution government and that it wouldn't happen. But I forgot about the obvious bit staring us all in the face. This government hates bad press. And what they're currently getting is bad press and lots of it. The usual cheerleaders have turned I'm told even the PM's social media pages, which are usually awash with sycophants, has turned ugly. Labour won't tolerate this much love lost, and so watch December come like the great redeemer. Jacinda will be back out in front for all the good news. We'll open up the chicken littles like Susie Wiles and Michael Baker sidelined once and for all. There'll be good news aplenty, and they'll be banking on everyone, particularly Aucklanders, forgetting about this period of discontent and just riding the wave of open shops, domestic tourism and salon haircuts. There'll be a celebrity wedding for the PM, a summer to enjoy and the key bit, the key part of it all, the spin. The spin will be that we are in fact world leading, that we opened up with a higher vaccination rate than other countries, that we have our freedoms back and that we earned it with fewer deaths and no hospital overload. Part of our small size and stature globally, of course, as as New Zealand, as a wee country at the bottom of the world, is that we do puff our chest at any chance. And Labour will capitalise on that to claim we are again top of the pops. And by inference, that Jacinda is top of the pops. And there will be many who fall for it. There is, however, a lot of water to go under the bridge between now and September 2023. Question is... Can they keep swimming? Hawksby. It'll be interesting to see, won't it, with um, divisive policies and uh, with lack of delivery being their uh, calling card, once we come out of this and it all, you know, washes through, what we're actually left with and how much we scrutinise this government at the end of the day on what they go on to do from here or whether we just are so thrilled to be out of lockdown and have our freedoms back that we take no notice and we don't care anymore and we just blindly vote them all back in in 2023 and we forget. Let's hope we don't have such short-term memories.